Or I've got to Joe just written account of uh, Jesus' ministry that we possess is actually the Gospel of Mark. It's one of the oldest stories that is actually in the Bible. A quick reading of Matthew, Mark and Luke leaves the impression that someone is actually copying. Most people today agree that was, Mark probably was the first to write if you look at the Gospels and see what bits are actually in them. Then Luke used a bit of Mark for his gospel and added just a few little bit extras uh, to obviously make it that which we've all probably done in the past and things. So as if it's our piece of work. Then Matthew again using bits of Mark and Luke and again with extra material. So I think if you actually have a look at them all, there's very similarities to them, but they're not exactly the same. The problem is why would Luke follow Mark so closely? This is possible that Mark's gospel was accepted as the standard tradition. People think that sometimes the order is actually Mark, Matthew and Luke, although that's not what the Bible actually has it in order. But if you read the stories, it does look like they've took bits off each other. It is possible they all followed an existing document of the sayings and the stories, which is hence why they're all very similar. And the differences. So let's let's just take a look at, at some of the differences regarding Mark, Matthew, and Luke. So as we just heard of Chris, uh, just a quick blitz through, we know that John baptized Jesus and that he saw the heaven open. And a voice came from above, saying he was his son. And he was sent into the wilderness for 40 days. So the similarities compared to Mark with Matthew, then Luke. So we start with Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to defer him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be now. This is proper for us to do this, to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and a lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So that's Matthew in the, in the NIV version. But if you read Matthew in the message Bible, Jesus then appeared, arriving at the River Jordan from Galilee. He wanted John to baptize him. But John objected. I am the one who needs to be baptised, not you, said John to Jesus. But Jesus insisted, do it God's work, putting things right in all these centuries is coming together right now in this baptism. So John did it. So after the little beef argument, he 
given to the Lord than you give given to Jesus. And he done it. He baptised him anyway. In Luke, it says, when all the people were baptised, Jesus was baptised too. So in Luke, it's saying that there was more than just one baptism on that day. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove, and a voice from the heaven. You are my son, who I love. With you, I am well pleased. So God was very happy that Jesus had led the way and was forceful enough in, in making sure that he did get baptised by John. So you come to the question of why should you get baptised? So water baptism is an act of faith and obedience to the commands of Christ. It also declares that you are a follower of Christ, which we all are. This is a public symbol in your faith. Baptism is a symbol of Christ, burial and resurrection. Our entrance into the water during the baptism identifies us with Christ's death on the cross, his burial in the tomb and his resurrection from the dead is a symbol of your new life. And we've all been to baptisms in our life. It's a great celebration of someone's life. Getting to, sometimes getting to be godparents for people we love. It being a pledge to help on the upbringing of a child in a religious way. Normally it's two people make a profession of faith to look after them if their parents or grandparents whatever be the case are unable to as we all know in the Salvation Army we do not have baptisms we have a child dedication a dedication is a ceremony in which a child is presented to God with thanksgiving and for his blessings. And this is not a sacramental service and there is no water used. It normally takes place during the service. This does not automatically make the child a Christian or a salvationist. Those are choices that each person must make for themselves when old enough to understand what salvation is. A story I recently read not long ago, um, there's a church um, in America. It's the church, but they, they actually had no church for nearly 15 years. Although they still had congregations and met in people's houses and, and, and public places like gyms and and outside and you know, any big public places that they could use. So they had no church for 15 years due to it. It was because it was in a new area anyway, and they didn't quite, weren't quite able to get, took a long time for them to build the funds up to, to actually build a church for themselves. 
So the congregation went and got baptised in every place possible, in rivers, the sea, and mostly in pools, in people's gardens. That would be good, wouldn't it? If we could all get baptised in a pool in your own back garden. At least then, at least you could have a good pool party afterwards and celebrate your commitment to God with everything that God gives to us. After the baptism, the Spirit spoke to Jesus. It sent him out into the wilderness for 40 days. Being tempted by Satan, this is why we do Lent. Because if Jesus did it, so can we. In that 40 days that Jesus passed, he was tempted in every way like you and I. He was tempted to he was fully God. He endured the temptation of Satan throughout the, his temptation. Jesus maintained his integrity by holding firm against all Satan threw at him. And because he was tempted, as we are, he is able to understand what we face when we try to give things up. It's always an ongoing battle. He is also a powerful example of how to overcome the tradition that comes our way. The secret to this victory was the word of God and the power of the spirit that followed him. These tools are also available to us as lovers of, of God and Jesus and everything that he, he brings for us. So we have all these tools to overcome the enemy when we need to, when we need to fight, when some things we know quite aren't going our way. The one thing that it does is Jesus' temptation, it teaches us something about the devil's tactics, but also of the power of the gods and the word and the spirit to overcome anything that is put before us. <clears throat> you know the story of a young man who, who was having dreams he was having dreams that his, one of his old school friends was actually shouting him all the time down corridors, shouting him Henry, Henry his name, shouting Henry, what, what, what has become of you? So this dream went on for a while and Henry got a bit worried of what was coming up, what was going to be coming and because he was fighting. But then... After that dream, another dream come, very similar. Only this time, it was God shouting his name, shouting Henry, Henry. So Henry was a bit worried when he, he, he had pictured himself at the gates. And just wondering when, when the gates opened, whether Jesus would be there, God would be there in the flames, ready to have a go at him for some of the bad things that he'd done in life and some of the struggles that he hadn't been able to cope with. But instead, God opened the doors 
And he just said to Henry, Henry, I believe you've had a rough ride. Why don't you come in? I'd love to see your slides. So all that Henry was worried about had all been cleared within one word of do come in. I'd love to see your slides. So baptism reminds us God saves. It's not up to us, but what a comfort it is to know that he is looking after us at this time. So we've looked at the similarities, the Mark, Matthew and Luke in the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. And we have a good insight into baptism, what it means to people and why Jesus was so committed to making sure he was baptised to show the people that he was God's son, like we are all God's son. So amen to everything for that. Thanks, Alan, for your thoughts. Um, I'm just going to go into a prayer time.